Hello and welcome to whatever this is. I've been calling it in my head. Uh, Phil and David talk about Barry. Keep it simple. Uh, I am the David of that part, but there's got to be a Phil, and there is a Phil. It's Phil Rude. Phil, hello. That's a great name for it. I like that it's just straight to the point. Uh, You know, there's no mystery about what this is. Yeah, you know, it's just us talking about uh, Barry Barry Koenig. Uh, That's how you pronounce his name? I Man, I should have... Before I tried that joke, I should have really brushed up on how to pronounce that name. Uh, No, it is us talking about the HBO show Barry. Uh, Phil and I, we shoot, we talk about Westworld before uh, Westworld had year-long breaks in between them. And then we did Brokebot Mountain, just talking about whatever. And at one point we were like, hey, let's talk about Barry, because it turned out we both love it. Uh, those were some of our last Brokebot episodes, I believe. And what a way to go out. What a way to go out on a, on a, a fantastic, uh, boy, I guess we started and ended with HBO shows on there. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's, the uh, it's all good. Life. All good. Consistency. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Barry is now in its third season. We are three episodes into the third season. Um, Phil, you and we just talked about like doing something at some point. And I thought, you know, we'll get a couple episodes in and just kind of test the waters. See, maybe maybe we'll do the rest of the episodes one by one. Maybe we'll come back a couple more times in the season. Who knows? We don't. Uh, all we know <laughs> is, is that Barry is three episodes into its third season. Phil, I would love for you to... To, to give give the pitch of Barry, uh, to, to describe it as best you can, maybe to somebody uh, who, who has not seen it. As someone who tries to sell this show to people all the time, <laughs> it, uh, I'm I'm getting pretty practiced at this. All right, great. Barry is the story of a uh, hitman who goes to California to do a hit and accidentally kind of wanders into this acting class and discovers that he has a passion for acting and it gives him a direction in life. And it's about his struggle to leave the world of uh, murder for hire behind him and actually pursue uh, the artistic life of uh, an actor and uh, his struggle between those two worlds. Fantastic. I would say that is a great job. <laughs> you did oh, great, great there. I think that definitely encapsulates the uh, first couple of seasons. Things feel a little bit different yeah, here. So we're a little uh, a darker path at this point, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before we before we get into it, I just want to highlight uh, some of the, the, the main actors, main characters we'll be talking about here. We have Bill Hader playing the eponymous Barry, Barry Berkman or Barry Block. Uh, block, who, yeah. yeah. Who plays the the hitman, uh, trying to turn actor? You also have uh, Stephen Root as Fuchs. Fuchs uh, is the guy that like puts together the hits for Barry. They've been working together for years. He's like a family friend. Um, it's like his manager, sort he, of. Right. Um, all, and... Yeah, all around unscrupulous guy. I would. Yes. Uh, I would say. Uh, we also have uh, Sarah Goldberg as Sally Reed, who is an actress that Barry met through the acting class um, and has been having a bit of her own success uh, lately in this season. Uh, one of the most polarizing characters, I would say, in the show. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Anthony Kerrigan as NoHo Hank. 
the greatest, <laughs> the, the, the reason, <laughs> one of the best characters of all time. As great as the show <laughs> is generally, it is infinitely better because of Noho Hank. Um, I, I love Anthony Kerrigan in this role. I've I've heard a couple interviews with him. He's a super funny guy, anyway, and God, he just kind of steals this whole show. Uh, I just I love Noho Hank so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's so great. I <laughs> I already want to mention because I knew I had to. The in the first episode when they are showing pictures uh, to Noho Hank, and oh, uh, <laughs> one of them is just him. He's on a cell phone, and his like leg is up on a car, and his head is kind of thrown back in this like you know big laugh, and it's just the image is so funny. It's the image that totally encapsulates that character. Exactly, yeah. So awkward, but so confident at the yes. same time. <laughs> uh, he's he's great. And we've uh, we've got Henry Winkler playing Gene Cousineau, who was the acting uh, coach slash teacher that Barry and Sally met under. Uh, he's become something of a father figure to Barry over the last couple of seasons. Um, there's a couple other really great, uh, really great, Actors in here, Darcy Carden uh, continues to show up as as Natalie. Um, Paula Paula Newsom was from season one. She played Janice Moss, uh, still yeah. an important character. Yes. Um, and also this season, because we're going to be talking about her, I want to bring up Elsie Fisher, who plays Katie. Uh, yeah, who's the who is the the um, the young actress from eighth grade? I did not realize. Yeah. Um... Before the the new season started airing, uh, Austin, who loves eighth grade, um, and I've seen eighth grade several times. He uh, he is really on top of what I didn't even know she was in Barry as much as I was anticipating this season. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, hey, I just heard Elsie Fisher is in the new season of Barry," and I'm like, "Oh, I had I had no idea." Mm. And I kind of expected like a small role. She plays a pretty pivotal role in this. Uh, at least in the first three, uh, mm. three episodes. I mean, it's it's supporting, but it's it's she is playing a definite part in how things are going to play out. I think. Oh, big time! Um, I don't want to jump too much into theories for the season just yet, but I I've got some big ones uh, yeah. concerning her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at the end of last season, uh, it ended with Barry murdering a whole bunch of people. Um, just to put it yeah. mildly. Uh, a bunch of like Chechens and and the Bolivians, you know, people that we'd consider maybe you know more bad bad guys. Not not Bolivians and Chechens, but like mobsters. Um, the, yeah, oh boy. Um, there's a uh, and the there's a Asian mob too. There's like three yes. mobs coming together in yeah. season two, and he like slaughters them. most of them. Yeah. <laughs> And this season opens up, we see that uh, Barry, now without Fuchs, because Fuchs is on the run, uh, is striking out on his own, just doing kind of some independent hit jobs. Uh, And he seems, you know, Barry is very lost. Uh, He's a character that's always been kind of lost, but I would say he's at his most uh, lost currently. Yeah, it's kind of shocking to see uh, if you, I don't know if you rewatched... season one and two leading up to this not too long ago i'm not like Um, not within the last like month or so but you know not too long ago yeah about about a month ago i i did a big binge of these two just leading up to it um but it is you when we see him right at the beginning of the pilot episode he's he's very kind of apathetic 
And in this one, I would say he's even more lost because he's in a, just a way darker place, I think. I think he's just really flailing. And there's something about the way Bill Hader plays it that conveys that. He plays it so good because it's just quiet, and you can kind of tell where he's at. Oh, yeah. Bill Hader uh, deserves an Emmy for he's this awesome. role. He's, he's so good in this show. This is the best uh, thing that he's done. Um, obviously, like he created it, uh, but I don't think like he didn't necessarily they think of himself in the role. And um, I think there was some fun thing where it's like uh, Alec Berg, who's like his co-creator, was like, nobody is going to want to watch a show about this like hitman trying to become an actor. And Bill Hader's like, well, what if it was me? And uh, turns out we did. That uh, was it, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the beginning of this season, he's standing there eating a donut in the desert <laughs> as somebody is uh, running around wanting to cut off a guy's eyelids. Uh, you know, it's just a very... Uh, I think Barry's been kind of known for its kind of st- stark openings. Um, like, it, it each, yeah. each one has always ha- like started with a hit, now that I think about it. Uh, so that that's always been kind of like an integral part of the show, and uh, and then there's there's no forgiving Jeff in this world, or is there? But but he shot Jeff. Yeah, yeah. In, in there's the uh, you can't you can't forget. He's trying. He's like ah, we worked it out. That, that yeah. is it's a really hilarious. Oh. Um, <laughs> Barry just does the coldest thing. You know, yeah. it's it's really wild. Just uh, shoots him twice and then just yells, uh, yeah, there's no forgiving Jeff. No forgiving Jeff. <laughs> and, um, and uh, boy, I mean, like, it's hard not to want to spend all the time talking about the journey that Barry is currently on. But just through these next, like, three episodes, I mean, the end of the second episode, woof, uh, after he spent the whole episode trying to get Kusino on his side, uh to varying yeah. degrees and then you know probably i was the, trying to remember the how, how the second episode oh yeah it's it's the, i think easily the darkest we've seen barry get yeah the most harrowing moment uh in yeah. <laughs> in tv when <laughs> he says if you try to go to anybody i'm gonna kill your family i mean not, not in yeah. so many words but that's basically what he says i mean when you when you look at the um What's what's the episode where he spent the whole time fighting the guy? Uh, Ronnie Lilly. Yeah, yes. When uh, Fuchs was like, "You got to kill the little girl because she saw you," and he's refusing. You know, obviously, like that's mm-hmm. the line you don't want your character to cross. And then he's just sitting there, coldly threatening Gene in this season, saying like, "If you don't cooperate and just take this part." I will, and he's sitting right next to a child, mm-hmm. and just saying, "I will murder the, everybody in this house." Yeah. And he he says it in a way that you believe him. It's and it's it's a really really dark moment. And then and then he turns around and he does that thing of like, "Do you you know?" He says, "Do you love me, Mister Cousineau?" Because oh God, yes. he is he is still <laughs> trying to get that. I, I guess that redemption, he thinks like the redemption's going to come through fixing his relationship with, with Mr. Cousineau, who, uh, you know, was dating, uh, was dating Janice who Barry murdered and Cousineau now knows and is well aware right. of, but Barry's like convinced if I can just get this relationship fixed, then it's fine. It's okay. He's acting like it's a rough patch in their relationship that they just <laughs> right. have to get over. And- yes. 
it, it's it's like, dude, you murdered the love of his life. He says it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just such a I think it shows you how disconnected Barry is. Oh, like, 100%. Th- that he just doesn't have any sense of how an actual human relationship works. No, no. Not not in the slightest. Um and speaking speaking of relationships, uh he's in a relationship with Sally and then he had a very frightening uh outburst that uh, Yeah. That led to some, I, I, one of the most, I think, kind of interesting moments of like for the character of Sally overall, just like her reaction to all of that and the way that that carried over. Are you talking about her immediate reaction or her or her reaction throughout the day as she tried to <laughs> uh, keep things calm? Well, like, um, so, yeah, her immediate reaction. <laughs> trying to order from the kids menu to find him yes. a meal he would like. <laughs> yeah. Her immediate reaction is just like, well, okay, this is like scary. So I'm just going to kind of be quiet here, which is like, a, you know, it's a normal reaction. Anybody would right. have that. But then, yeah, she immediately goes into like, oh, I need to make sure Barry's happy, even though he just yelled at me in front of everyone. Yeah, the way it all, there are so many angles to the reactions to Barry's outburst uh, that I find interesting in in so many ways. That, like the fact that it happens on in the offices of a TV show about abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Sally is become sort of like this uh, poster child for surviving abusive relationships. And here's her boyfriend screaming at her in the mid and she just sort of like rolls with it in the way that it almost like she hasn't moved on from that point in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like like later on, Elsie Fisher is talking about like I think he's violent, and there's also like this very disconnect between like what a pedestrian person thinks a violent person is, and mm-hmm. what in I'm gonna word this poorly. Uh, I, I I know that there are different levels of violence, but like she has no idea how violent he is. You know what I mean? Like like he's a legitimately dangerous person to society, not just in a, like within a relationship structure. Mm-hmm. Um, not to downplay that at all. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stumbling on how to word this, but like the disconnect between those things, there's just so many things up in the air. Uh, Sally's reaction to it, her, the way she, Oh, I got you a new game controller and all of these weird things that she's doing to try to just make peace offerings. Uh, it's, it's very uncomfortable to what you, from a, from a, a way I've loved Barry, the character for two seasons. I'm very like unsettled by all of the, everything that's going on in season three. Yeah. Yeah. They did such a great job of making you think like, okay, yeah, you know, he's manipulated by Fuchs for all these years. Uh, but he can still, you know, he can still find redemption. Uh, and like, you know, like he's killing people, but like, it's, you know, they're, they're mobsters and, you know, you can kind of like, not necessarily rationalize, but it's like, well, you know, they're people like, he's not shooting innocent people. He shoots Chris and that's like, a, uh, but okay. Maybe there's still, oh, then he shoots Janice and it's like, okay, well, um, you, you understand his reasons for shooting Chris and Janice. Uh-huh. I mean, is they're not, it's not justifiable, but you can understand how in his mind, He's like, I have to do this in order to, 
I have to cut any trace of this old life that may follow me. Yeah. And it's 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 not justifiable, but it is in his mind, and you kind of understand where he's coming from. Yeah, they it, it is a hundred percent uh self-preservation each time. Yes. And like you like you said, you you understand it, but it becomes less and less like I can, you know, I can look past this one, Barry. Uh, it's getting a little right. harder to do that as time goes on. It, um, yeah, there's, man, that him shooting Chris is just up till now. I think the worst, the worst point in this, not that Janice was any better, but like you see the, the Facebook posts of like the, the Chris, uh, the fun run, his memorial fun run in Barry's there, like being a part of it. And it's just like, oh my God, this is just complete, uh, Again, disconnect. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's it's a hundred percent different from what we're seeing right now of him like doing hits that he finds on Craigslist uh -huh. and uh, staying up all night playing video games and just screaming at Sally over you know uh, that she won't she won't cast uh, Gene, just know, automatically yeah. cast Gene on on her show and it's just. It's such a it's such a different Barry, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is because uh, Barry's self worth has was found in killing people. He discovered that when he was in um, the military, right? And Fuchs exploited that, uh, and so Barry has been struggling to find like new self worth, and like was finding it a little bit in in acting, uh, but because of the events, I would say of the end of season two, he's now still a little bit more wayward. Um, and just he's really struggling still to try to find that uh, that purpose, but it's like slipping away from him. You know, like the, a way to reasonably find that purpose is just is just going away. And yeah, uh, he doesn't have his class anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and even you know, even before like Gene pulled the uh, the stage gun that Rip Taylor gave him. <laughs> oh man, it just falls apart. Yeah, I love that it was from Rip Taylor. That was a great bit. Um, but it's he's uh, you get a sense that it, you know the the acting class stopped, and that was because I I the thing I've loved about this show is like Barry loves acting and he loves doing the work of acting, but he's not a good actor. Not at like all. he's he's not even close to good at it. But he he's found purpose just in doing the work, and um. And I really appreciate that about that. They didn't make it so that like, oh, this has been Barry's hidden talent all along. It's just right. he enjoys doing something constructive instead of something destructive. And and he's six, uh, well, like six three or whatever it was. So that, that <laughs> yes. qualifies him for a lot of roles. For swim instructors. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, two <laughs> funny guys. That'll never, or two short guys. That'll never be funny. That'll never uh, be funny. Which yes. I, I don't know if you saw, uh, I just saw this today that Josh Gad had actually tweeted that he was very excited to star in Swim Instructors with Adam Devine. That, that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do like, uh, speaking of that scene where he goes back to, uh, I don't remember what he goes back to that office for. He's trying to get Gene um, a That's job. right. Yeah. Um, he goes to get him uh, the audition, and we get we get a glimpse of the fact that Gene is also like a really unstable. Oh, they're like yeah. Gene Cousineau, the guy who brought a, a loaded gun to the <laughs> full house audition. And 
he like attacks PAs and stuff like that. And it's just sort of like Gene has this this wild reputation in Hollywood as an un, he's basically been blacklisted because he's he's unstable and and unpredictable. And, <laughs> and I I thought that was a fascinating look into a character you knew wasn't all there. Mm-hmm. But he just always struck me as more eccentric than oh this guy's legitimately dangerous too right yeah they uh they they reveal that a little bit throughout this season in some really great ways because you think like okay he's just really egotistical so he's like probably turned right. turned some people against him just because he thinks he should be this big star but then in this episode the last episode um, episode three when the the director I think is the director of the episode comes to talk to him like do you remember me I was a PA on Murder She Wrote. You attacked me, and he's like, "I'm gonna need more." <laughs> like he can't yeah. remember. Oh, I attacked you. I attacked so many people. Attacked so many people. Yeah, it's um. I I just I love that more and more is revealed about uh, these characters. The more time we spend with them, mm-hmm. yeah. And I I've read some theories that I, I'm starting to kind of get behind that that Gene's little outburst there because he was supposed to have one little line in the show, something like "Oh, thank you" or whatever. Um, right. But he doesn't. Instead, he like gets up and he physically reacts to Barry. He slaps him and he says something and he storms off. Uh, and I saw some people saying like, "That's probably they're probably going to rework the episode so that line makes sense." Um, and like, probably have him back like as a character on the show again. And so like, even though he's rejecting Barry's help, it's actually going to kind of work. That is. Uh... That honestly makes a lot of sense. The mm-hmm. The idea that he may end up actually owing a big comeback to Barry, who he also hates. Like, uh-huh. there's a there's a lot of, of really interesting um, possibilities with that. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, normally, I don't look at fan theories very much, but... I do like that. Um, yeah. Now that you, now that I'm hearing it, I'm like, that could actually play out really interesting. I think. Yeah, I, I think it it makes sense. There's some other stuff um, that I think will be kind of coming uh, their their way on that. Real quick, I do want to talk about the laws of humanity. First of all, Mark Paul <laughs> Gosler is there, um, which just surprised me to see Saved by the Bell hanging out, and then uh, the show. His name is Hugh Manatee. Hugh Manatee. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Hugh. (laughs) So, like, this season hasn't been as heavy on, like, the direct comedy, but I think, like, some of the little bits that have been there have just been so good. Like, Hugh Manatee, uh, in the last episode, in episode two, there was You Have Too Many Dogs. Um, Oh, my God, that... I, I could not stop laughing at just that entire sequence was so hilarious it was i mean it was perfect it was uh <laughs> it really he, was yeah you see it like this he runs by that window and there's the couple breaking up and then uh you see like one dog coming after him and it just cuts back and she says you have too many dogs and there's just an endless Never stream, ending of, stream dogs. of dogs <laughs> was, uh, while he's running for his life from barry and it and it just was great and also had the line of uh <clears throat> he ordered milk uh that that woman who was just walking down the street before the Bolivians were going to hit the yes. the Chechnyan uh, stash house, or not the stash house, but like their front, which I love is just a um, the nursery. A nursery called Plants. Yeah. It's just a big sign. Plants. I I love everything about um, 
that that scene where Gene is running from Barry and that he shows up and he's been torn up by dogs and it, he looks like he looks like a homeless person. And I mean, he looks like a lunatic and he's like, can you call me an Internet taxi? And the the waitress who initially wants to help him, like slowly just kind of realizes he's insane and backs away from him. And the the way it all plays out and is timed perfectly, I think, is is just so brilliant. That episode was so good. Yeah. Even though it had like one of the darkest endings, the darkest ending. It had some of the funniest comedy, I think as well. Yeah. Which it needed it. Oh man. Did it, did it need it? Yes. Uh, a few times like Barry giving the change back to Gene after who he's keeping hostage, but he's like, I got your change. When he buys the food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Barry, so I can't drink that in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, man, it's so great. Um, Henry Winkler also should be getting awards. Uh, you know, he, he was the Fonz, and then he was uh, the lawyer in Arrested Development. And uh, oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, then just to see him here, like, acting his heart out, you know? like He's, he's so good in this, yeah. Yeah, he's always been good as Gene. He's always brought that kind of energy to Gene, but now, like, he's playing with, with such a more somber feel and it still feels like gene this is what gene would feel like if he was angry and and depressed and oh it's it's just so good he is like um i don't know if you ever see or hear interviews with henry winkler he's like the most upbeat guy i believe it um and that energy is in gene he always has like this manic energy uh but the turn from like the end of season two and so far in season three is such a 180 from that. And I think it really shows like Henry Winkler's range to have that manic energy. And then, I mean, there's like a real sadness that uh, just this dark cloud, he's still got the energy, but it's, it's very different. The tone of his whole character is different mm-hmm. and, um, and not in a way like that the character isn't who he is at at his core all the way through. It's just a, a really, it's a great and wide ranging performance. I think. Oh, a hundred percent, absolutely agree. Uh, he is fantastic. Uh, speaking of some extra character depth, I they've been given some to know how Hank this season. Oh, we've got to talk about uh, Hank and and Cristobal and. And their development as well. Yeah. I mean, so it was pretty heavily hinted at in season two that they were like into each other. Uh, and then the beginning of the season just confirms they're into each other and together at the start of the season. Uh, but of course, not all not all good things can last for NoHo Hank. No, no, they can't. Um, just on that note, initially, I loved the unspoken... Um, I'll compare it to like Bert and Ernie, you know, like everyone, the, like the Bert and Ernie, of course, they're, they're gay cohabitating Muppets, but it's never really confirmed. It's just sort of like, yeah, everybody knows it's under the surface. It's there, but it's not commented on. Mm-hmm. And I love that part of Noho Hank and Cristobal, just that it was sort of like this almost ongoing joke. So I didn't ever want it to blatantly happen. But when it did, they're almost just like the cutest TV couple as these mobsters. And it's just sort of like, yeah, okay, I like this. They're very domestic and and 
the the mob the polite mobsters of course would have the most suburbanite domestic life together and i just it's so charming yeah and and the first thing that oh hank does when he comes home is tell him i had my first interrogation today Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's the most normal conversation. Like I had the meeting with my boss and I got the raise, but it's like I got interrogated by the police and it went great. Uh, yeah, every every conversation it is had that way. It's like, how was work today? And and, and oh, I'm I'm looking at, I'm getting uh, emails about properties in Santa Fe, and he's like, hold on, we got to settle this thing. Barry killed all my friends, and yeah. we got to settle all this first, and <laughs> right. it's just. It's it's talked about the way my wife and I talk about. Hey, I was work today. Hey, we want to go do this this weekend, and it's it's just I don't know. There's something really funny about it. There, yeah, it's it's great. Um, and then the head of the Bolivian crime family shows up, and it turns out that uh, Cristobal obviously has been a bit AWOL, but also I think one of the most interesting revelations is that Cristobal like has a family. Yes. Back home. Uh, and obviously like, it seemed like he can't be himself there. So he's kind of stayed in LA to be with Noho Hank where he's happy, but, uh, now responsibility in many forms has come calling. I think that is such an interesting development to have the whole Bolivian mob just sort of drop on his doorstep. And then he has to kind of hide that, you know, he has this gay romance with Hank, but also that he's just been kind of hanging out and that, you know, like they're not in some mob war with the Chechnyans and, and uh, I don't know. It's, it it creates a real tension there, Mm -hmm. but it's also great to see that like basically every mobster in this show is like a very friendly, boisterous, gregarious guy. (laughs) They're they're all just very friendly. They want to party. And it's it's really um uh just shatters the the mobster stereotype. Yeah. Well even even Goran from the first season, uh you know, he was trying to be tough, but like he's still like he has his family there. And they're like a little bit bumbling, but like obviously, you know, they're still like mobsters, so they're down to do some horrible things. But yeah, he's like he's there's he's a little bit domesticated. He's uh very polite uh whenever people are coming over there's just like there's you would think like the mobsters would be where all the heaviness would come from but they're like more the comedic relief a lot of the time than anything else yeah they um even when the uh the bolivians go to raid the front company noho hank gets them out of there by taking them on a like hollywood tour bus yes which is the, the silliest you know, like excuse for leaving your front company. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, there's just like, so it, it leads it open to so many gags like that, that I just, I love it. I love that. Um, you still understand like, yeah, they will kill you and, and it yes. is dangerous, but also, yeah, they're just regular guys. Yeah. There's still stakes to it. Um, I'm glad you said that. Cause like, that's how I was feeling. Like there's still stakes to their characters. Yes. Uh, like is the last one of the last interactions. This last episode, by the way, felt like 15 minutes. It just like blew by. Dude, it was over so fast. Yeah, too too soon, I would say. Um, but you know, it seems like oh, okay, someone's kind of on to Hank. Like, there's there's gonna be some repercussions for what's what's going on. 
Uh, and, and of course, Fuchs is about to come back on the scene, and who knows what madness that's going to cause. I, uh, we haven't seen much of Fuchs uh, this season, but I've really liked what we have seen. The, the shot of him walking out to the goat to put milk on his cereal in, in when we first see him is just the funniest. I'm like, where is he going? Why is he camping at both? It just goes out to milk and goat directly on the cereal bowl. Mm -hmm. um, but now, you know, like we're kind of seeing it like, oh, he kind of likes it there. Yeah, he's, uh, he's and, and like, what does this mean for uh, where all of this is going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and, and he still cares so much about Barry caring about him. Uh, because like that's what makes him call is because he because uh, Noho Hank is like oh yeah I saw Barry he doesn't you know he didn't ask about you he doesn't even whatever he's over it and right. so uh, Fuchs like can't help himself and he calls Barry and they have this brief conversation and then hang up and then he calls right back and he's like I'm dying he just wants he still wants Barry to think about him like he he enjoys having power over Barry and just can't let that go. They have the strangest relationship um, through the whole series because, like, he sends Barry in season one, he sends him on, like, two suicide missions. Yeah. Where he fully expects Barry to be killed, but he still sends him. And then he, like, sits at the hotel and cries because, oh, Barry's, Barry's going to die. And it, it's it's just such a strange um, uh, dynamic between the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, the whole reason he rats out Barry to uh, Kusuno is because he's jealous that Cu he sees Kusuno as more of a father figure than Fuchs. Yeah. And it's um, there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of, of just weird emotions uh, in that in that dynamic, because you never know exactly you don't think he really cares about Barry until he gets pissed off about something like that yeah yeah uh steven root i mean this this show He's is so good yeah, yeah full of fantastic actors uh and great performances and like i didn't know sarah goldberg before this but you know she's she's standing up with the best of them here uh and just everyone in this show is just perfectly cast it's it's great they've just done such a great job with these characters and giving all these characters depth um because like i know a lot of people dislike sally and you know whatever but i think there's like a lot to her character that like yeah maybe i don't love her personality but like i understand her as a person and uh, have empathy and sympathy for her yeah it's it's not easy to play, and I'll I'll call Sally. Maybe unlikable is not a great word, um, but she she is she's so self centered and she's so, uh, uh, yeah, just self centered. And it's it's hard to to like a character who likes themselves too much. I think, and mm -hmm. um, I I find Sally to be uh, kind of off putting. I don't really care for her, but I do. You can't knock the the performance that Sarah Goldberg's giving. No, um, it, it takes a lot to play mm -hmm. to play that, and to not have you just like 
oh man every time she's on screen like you have to have some charisma about it and i think i think she does that you're not turned off when she's on screen it's almost entertaining to watch her be this manic ball of ego you know and and just be sort of wrapped up in herself that way Mm -hmm. yeah and in season two you get a lot of like her backstory of why she kind of is the way that she is uh right because of like her history and uh yeah just like i said it's like just adding this this depth and these uh more layers to these characters um is there anything that we we haven't talked about yet in these first three? I mean, there's so much. We really, uh, we kind of talked about like doing this episode by episode, and I was like, well, we'll just kind of see. Now I'm like, maybe we should do this episode by episode because we're really Almost, yeah. getting broad strokes. Um, but is there anything we haven't talked about yet that uh, you want to bring up? Just, I think some of the execution of um, some of the more like technical things in this, like there's a an episode of in the, I think it's in the first episode of the season where, Sally gets to the set of her new TV show and there's like this tracking shot. Oh yeah. Where she's walking through all the sets and it's following her and she's, you know, a producer on the show. So she's making all these decisions as she goes. And then she steps off the set and it's completely dark and completely quiet. And then uh, like the red uh, quiet on set light, I guess mm-hmm. comes on and it silhouettes her. There's just some beautiful shots in some, unreal like technical work going on on this show yeah and that's I, I don't think that's new to this season um but i've just uh kind of bl- i rewatched the first episode of the season again today i was just blown away by that shot man oh yeah it was it was really good um it's just great because it also you know you don't think about how many people are involved in a TV show. A TV show, yeah. Um, like, even, like, those shots of where it's Barry and Gene uh, just out in the desert, you know, behind the camera, there's, like, 20 guys. Right. <laughs> just, like, standing around, uh, 20 people waiting to, like, you know, do whatever. Um, and so, like, these scenes, like, these incredibly intimate scenes, you know, just out. And they, they kind of showed, like, shooting a couple of them. You could see just, like, because we're not sh- seeing it how they're going to shoot it for the show. But we're seeing, like, oh, there they are. Uh, just off the set, there's like 15 people right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Barry shows up, and and everyone's like, Shh, you know, telling him to to be quiet. Yeah. And it, it is just sort of like, man, like that's the amazing thing when I you think about. It. And this isn't even about Barry; it's just about TV in general. Like <laughs> they're filming, and you have all those people on set, and they all understand to be quiet. Yeah, it's like, man, that is so hard to do in real life, but <laughs> in this place, that works. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you about any theories you might have uh, for this upcoming season. But before I do, I just have one question. Who do you think is going to be the next Spider-Man? Uh, it's Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, obviously. 100%. Yes. <laughs> so hilarious. I love the guy's reaction. Just like, huh. Oh, okay. Like, it, what a stupid question <laughs> to ask. You know, you're trying to be the different person, and you come in, you're asking this woman whose show is about abuse who's going to be the next Spider-Man. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, I love that sequence just because it made fun of like press junk and interviews. So, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, all those, cl- when people are promoting movies and stuff and it's like, yeah, they just sit in there and people come in and ask them the same questions all day. Mm-hmm. And then you get, Oh, you know, who do you think? I'm always, I'm always blown away when someone like answers that 
And I'm like, you know, when it's someone like Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm like, you're in like everything. How do you even have time to watch a single movie and be up on top of any of that? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm certain many of them, uh, in fact, are not. Yes. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. And I love I love uh, I mean, uh, first of all, I would watch Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I am. I am. I'm back on board with the MCU. If Ben Mendelsohn yeah. becomes the next Spider-Man, get get Ben Mendelsohn in here uh, for any. Just get him on Barry. That'd be great. Though I, I guess... hope he does show up on Barry when they when they mention people like Jay Roach. Um, like they show up on yeah. Barry, so it's. Uh, I w- I wonder if that's going to happen. Well, He's an and, HBO guy, and and I really like, I appreciate it because I when when they did the Laws of Humanity and Mark Paul Gosler's there, I was like, oh, Mark Paul Gosler is starring in the show. It, and but like they didn't ever really talk about it. They weren't like, oh, here's Mark Paul Gosler. It's just like my brain, like, okay, yeah, this is a show, and in this world, Mark Paul Gosler is the the main character. It's the the guy, yeah, yeah. Humanity. I loved the scene. I, I loved it right before they start shooting, and he goes, "So you were a marine, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I do CrossFit." <laughs> yeah. uh, with a couple marines, and they basically said I could have been a marine. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. I don't know who's writing this show and where they're pulling. I'm a, um, I'm a former Marine and I hear when people learn that I hear that so often, I could have done that. I could have <laughs> been a Marine. I, and it's just sort of like, yeah, I'm sure you could have, Like, you don't, you don't have to like prove anything. Yeah. It's just, it's, it is so niche but also so true to life that uh, so- someone in the writer's room um, <laughs> knows to put that line in there because that's a line Barry is going to encounter somewhere. Yeah, I have to wonder um, how much Bill Hader and Alec Berg, like, they, they must have a-, a consultant that was a Marine or something. Something, uh, yeah. Like I, whenever, I... whenever people in military movies, like, get the language, the really, like, niche... Um, uh, slang and they they have it down it's like yeah somebody somebody who was uh in that organization is working on this show because nobody nobody would just know that uh, mm-hmm. uh or know how to use that so yeah that's impressive to me yeah and uh and like in the first season when barry and chris are just standing around and they're just like there's having a super normal conversation but they are just uh saying uh like the f word continuously yes like as if it's nothing i was like yeah okay i believe i believe that (laughs) that is how like two guys who are in the the army together or the marines together getting together and just talk and the the two meatheads that were hanging out with them it's like yeah those guys are real too taylor taylor and vaughn i don't know why i remember their names (laughs) but taylor and vaughn all right what theories do we have for this upcoming season. And I don't want to spend too much. This isn't a West world, but I think they're definitely foreshadowing and setting some stuff up here. So just where, where do you think we're going from here? I mean, I hadn't considered the, uh, the Gene Cousineau one, but I really like that one now. But, um, I think the big one is like, uh, how, uh, how, in danger is Elsie Fisher's character going to be um, by by coming forward with uh, 
she's starting to wonder more and more about exactly how violent Barry is. Uh, she just learned from Natalie that uh, he's a uh, war veteran and that he had he has killed people. And so it's sort of um, you can see her wheels turning. And just from what we know about what happens to people who figure out who Barry is, you yeah. have to kind of go, is is that going to put her in in danger to where she meets her end or is that going to be another crossroads for Barry? Yeah. I that's that's my number one question too. I could see her ending up dead by the end of this season. Um and that could maybe be like how like what Sally how Sally kind of finds out about all of this and then like has to confront that reality and whatever that might mean. Um I think too like cuz I really get the strong feeling that uh, Katie is about to try to go out there and like tell everybody about Barry. Um, just like, Oh, you know, he's violent, possibly like abusive. And I think, right. I think there's, that's going to bring some attention to him, but then it's going to go into the whole, like, Oh, he's a, he's a, a vet with severe PTSD. And that's actually going to like boost his star more than anything. Uh, yeah, there's that possibility. There's also the idea of like, what does this do uh, to Sally's career? Yeah. Um, if if sort of it comes to light that like, oh, she's with an abusive she's in a an abusive relationship when she claims to have risen above you know what I mean? Like the way uh the the politics of that um and the possibilities of that. I and I also have to wonder if if Barry just sort of um like the thing that's really I'm trying to figure out is like, he keeps seeing bullet holes yes. show up yeah, in people's, in people's heads. heads. And it's just, is he coming to the realization that he is going to have to murder everybody who is close to him or that everyone around him is in danger that he's the, is he coming to the realization that he is the problem? And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about, um, about, about any of that, but it's all stuff I'm, I'm kind of wondering about. Yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see. Um, I'm really curious to see because they're setting up a lot of stuff and a lot of things are going to happen. And before when all these things were happening to Barry, you know, there wasn't really a lot of attention on him. So it could kind of just get brushed off. But now he's showing up on major shows. Sally's got her own show. I think some big things are, are coming and how Barry is going to uh, react to that. I think the redemption arc is is gone until he's ready to take responsibility for his actions. Um, well, he's about to get involved with the mob war too because yep. he just got called off the bench for that. So, um, you know, that's a whole other set of of plot points right there. Is the the Chechens and the the Bolivians? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out, and uh, perhaps Phil and I will. Uh, be back to talk about how it's all playing out. If you'd like to hear more about it, uh, let us know. We don't have anything set up specifically for this show, but we'll tell you the various ways uh, that you yeah. can you can get in touch with us. I'm going to be releasing this on like the Hit Me feed. I, I figured I'd send it your way if you want to toss it up on Picture Show or whatever you want to do it uh, with it as well, Phil. Um, uh, yeah, up to you. yeah, I might do that just because I have to get my theories and my thoughts <laughs> about this show out as as many ways as I can. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think this would be like we would have our own feed for it. It would just kind of be like a thing that shows up on the other stuff we're doing. 
Sure. Um, and may, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're just playing it by ear. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but we'll if talk people, about it. If people want to find out, Phil, more of what you are doing, what you're up to, uh, how can they do that? Uh, you can listen to my podcast. It is The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. It's me and my son, Austin. We talk about movies. We are just wrapping up season four right now. Um, but we have a huge backlog. Uh, you can go check that out. You can also find me on Twitter at Phil Rude and uh, just shout at me. Whatever you think about Barry, whatever you think about what I said here or what I said anywhere, uh, just hit me up there. <laughs> yes, let them know. If you want to find me, it's Davlas, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find me. Uh, hit me one more time. I mentioned it earlier. That's a, a show that I've got going on. So uh, check it out. And that's going to do it uh, for us here. And we'll talk to you next time we talk about Barry. Yeah.